It's time. Time. For the show from men and women who all identify as assholes. Major, major assholes. If it's good, they make it bad. And if it's bad, they make it even worse. Holy shit, how's that possible? So toss her a towel. Call that Uber. It's time to pull out and run. That's right, bringing episode two to you live from the Rail Club Live. It's now Rail Club Live, right? It's not just Rail Club anymore? Yeah? Yeah, Rail Club Live. And we have the actual owner of Rail Club Live with us. To my right, we've got Chris Malone. Say hi to the people. What a do. To my left, I've got Miss Mana Doom, local model. And hey, of course, I've got Timothy Beardington III, Esquire from Suffer the Human Condition, producing. Hey, hey, hey. And we're going to get right to it, because I know you're busy tonight. This is a big show, obviously. Uh, It's a little early in the evening. We wanted to come in and get this done before all of the madness happens, of course. Brilliant. I have a million questions for you, because I used to play in local bands, and I've actually played this club before. I'm going to start with how long now have you owned the Rail Club? Uh, This will be going on since 2017, I bought it. Bought into 2017, very end. Wow, so you really had to go through the ringer with this, right? That'd be an understatement. I have a question. Why does it smell like ham in here? Uh, they, there's amazing it's barbecue out there. <laughs> Do you want to shout them out? What was the name? Is, is it was Deep Barbecue or something like that? I, I couldn't. I didn't see the sign. But there is food trucks out here, so that's awesome. You guys don't have a kitchen, right? No, because that's an even bigger pain, right? <laughs> even bigger pain. Oh yeah, way bigger pain. So the obvious question that I have to kick off with is, and make sure you're tight on the mic, especially when the bands come in. Absolutely. Is what made you decide to buy the Rail Club? Because I know how difficult it is to operate a venue, and it's not something you do because you're trying to get rich. It's something you do because you're passionate. Well, about. the Rail Club was already an established name in the first place, right? Well, that's not why Ish. we did it. A bit? I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is one of those things that's for the passion, not the fashion of fame. Like, right. hands down. Like, you have to legitimately, and I tell promoters, I tell bands, um, anybody that wants to do this for a living, you got to love this. Yeah. Because you're going to lose more than you'll ever make starting out. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Like, you legitimately got to love it. That's so, why I personally feel for you, especially coming in at, what, 2017, 2018? Because uh, you my... probably hit the ground running and then all of a sudden hit the wall with COVID, which is nobody's fault. Nobody could do anything about that. It's the same thing that, that happened with the Deep LMR company. They, like, had just opened, like, a year before COVID hit, and it was just, like, struggle, struggle, struggle the whole time. Ooh. Are you personally a musician yourself? I was. Yes, well, I am. Yes. What did you play? I was a guitar player, singer. I played for a band called oh. Savvy San Diego and a couple others, and, uh... Nice. Before I made the dumbass decision to buy a bar. (laughs) That's fine. He used to be a singer, too, and then he decided to do a podcast, so. Well, and movies, to be fair, but, you know, same dumb decision, quite frankly. So I know that um, everyone's going to want to ask. Everyone wants to know, and I know you've been very vocal about this. I want to bring up the obvious elephant in the room was COVID shutdowns. Mm -hmm. Because if I remember correctly... I was sharing Rail Club live posts because you guys refused to shut yep. down. We're still fighting them. It wasn't oh necessarily that we refused still to now. shut down. Still now. Yeah, we're still fighting them. We're, we're, we're suing them for a bunch of money. We're, we're in litigation still Excellent. to this day. Still to this day. I love hearing that. Yeah, the whole concept, though, it's important everybody understands. It's like June 26, 2020, Abbott didn't close down the bars. He closed down the 51% bars, Correct. which ironically is like all small business owners. Right. right? So prior to me making the dumbass decision to buy a bar, I was a hazmat specialist for 10 years, and, and which I was part of the strike team for Ebola. I mean, you name it, I was a part of it in the hazmat side. Oh, wow. So all we did was we did a safety demonstration here at the rail mm-hmm. where I used my previous career to do it. We didn't sell alcohol. We didn't sell uh, cover, nothing. Everything was free. It was a legitimate demonstration, right? safety demonstration in the building that I operate, right? They suspended, the TABC suspended my liquor license on national television. And that's what started it all. So what was your first step? Because I have to imagine that you... You seem like a bright guy. I'm sure you knew this was coming and you had some sort of plan in place. So what was the first step you took the second they pulled that? 
I mean, it, it was it was one of those things. First off, it was damned if you did, damned if you didn't. Um, yeah, that's the, very the whole, true. The biggest reason we stood up was because they made it to where only the owners or the operators of the building were allowed on the property, which makes it has nothing to do with alcohol. It made it to where we had zero way to generate revenue, but still had to pay our overhead and our back taxes, things like that, right? Right, right. So they just damned our business. It was one of those things, damned if you did, damned if you didn't. I'll be honest with you. We're still winging it. There's not a there's not a playbook on on how to how to fight the damn government, you know? Yeah. Correct. But it's it's clear as day so far the right just prevail. So right? far. So I mean, I'm big on small business owners, man. I'm a small business I mean, business you're still open. So against, Yeah, so you've won at least you won at least that battle yeah. to stay open against all odds. Yes. Yes. And so as a result, you asked me what the first step was. I after getting thousands of death threats nonstop after July 4th, wow. um, we did the Rail Club Tea Party July 4th and we stood up um, like I said, we didn't sell alcohol. That's the one I was sharing a lot of. Yeah. How did that go? It was it was a home run. It, it, we did, it did exactly what we wanted it to do. It, it, it showed everybody a safe way for bars to reopen. And out of the 10,000 death threats I got, the dead birds in my front yard, the whole nine yards, oh my the next day I woke up and all of a sudden I was the spokesperson for all the 51% bars in the state of Texas. That's so, a big <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> so three weeks later, we hosted Freedom Fest, which... No one will ever know this, but it was the largest bar protest in American history. I was just saying, I remember, I remember, it was like, all over, about that, yeah. All over Fox News, CNN, the whole yeah. nine yards, but we did the same thing we did the last, on July 4th, but 797 bars stood in solidarity with us. Nice. And not one of us got shut down. So how in the world did you organize that, or did they just flock to your message, basically? Both. Both. I mean, you got to keep in mind what we do for a living. We're promoters. We book shows and, uh, of course, of course. and we, we organize things for a living. So if you if you take the show aspect of it, it's the same exact concept. So to pull the curtain back just a bit to so, so regular people probably don't know this, but a lot of local bar owners are, are actually friends and or at least acquaintances, but they do reach out and talk to each other, right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so there was a support there that was already kind of there because you're all doing the same business. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie in this industry. I mean... You know, I compete with Holtham Theater. I compete with Trees. But at the end of the day, we're, we're all buddies. We don't want to see anybody go down. Right, right, right yeah. Because the more that are open, the bigger the business is, which is good right. for everyone. Because like I said before, this industry, if you get involved in this and you do this full-time for a living, you are going to fail right out of the gate if you're doing this for money. Yeah. Like, hands down, you have got to love this. And I cannot stress that enough. I I'm going to add that that's also true for film industry <laughs> and for podcasters. <laughs> Make sure you understand that before you get into any of this. That's a really awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of you for taking that stand, too, because I really thought there was a lot of inconsistencies. We all knew that the pandemic was real, mm -hmm. but the inconsistencies and the way they targeted certain businesses was just absolutely ridiculous. Right. Like, perfect example. I'm not trying to uh, um, make my competitor look bad by any means because I don't mean it the way it's about to come off. But Gas Monkey Bar and Grill has the same exact business model and the same exact um, structure as the rail club and the same liquor license. Right. And I imagine they sell more booze than food. Let's be real. I was going to say, because they do Here's food. The thing they do have food, but I mean, I don't think it's 51. Here, here, I'm about to blow your mind. It has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with food. A 51% business is somebody who generates more than 50% of their annual gross revenue from the sale of alcohol, right? Got it. So what I'm getting at is it's the first time in American history, first time in the history of the world, I think I'd quite confidently say that your ability to feed your family in this industry boiled down to the gross revenue generated by Miller Lights versus the gross revenue generated by hot dogs. The money, not the quantity of hot dogs, the money you made off of it. And to make things way worse, it didn't even have to be food. It could be shirts, it could be tickets, it could be lap dances. Yes, yeah, well, and you open. know what's crazy I is I know so many bars, whenever they started reopening things, but you had to serve food to reopen, mm -hmm. I know so many bars that are like, okay, well, we have a food truck outside now, so it counts. But that like, was a lie in itself. What the media told you and what the TABC posted is BS. 
the the way you do that is when you get the permit, we call we call it an extortion permit. For yeah, seven, TABC is an extortion permit. Absolutely, they're absolutely. organized crime. I have no problem saying that. They're organized <laughs> you're you're crime. talking to two libertarians. Yeah, we're very, that's we're very much behind you on that I'm one. With you. So, so what people don't realize is when you get that permit, you are claiming to no longer be a 51 percenter, which means now you can bring guns into that bar. And Ooh, also, it means that, like that you don't sell enough food or non-alcoholic products, gross revenue, right? Right. Then you are actually in violation of your permit. You just committed a third-degree felony. You know what's funny about this? this is at the time that this all went down, I was a DJ for a strip club that decided to change it. We, we opened first. We were the first club to reopen in DFW as a steakhouse. Hmm. Do you think we were this selling a ton of steaks? Me, Absolutely not. This, no, yeah. no one goes <laughs> well, to the strip club for a steak, dude. You have one while you're there because you're drunk. When, uh, when they made smoking illegal inside places, but if you made a certain amount of your revenue from tobacco, then you could still smoke inside. Yes, or if you're grandfathered in, which in itself, I mean, I'm not against it or, or for it, but I will say this. The, the more you got government involved in your business, the worse things are going to be. That's Absolutely. not the government's decision. Yeah. That's capitalism. If we wanted to smoke in the rail club, we don't, but we can't. But that, that should be the, our decision, not the government's decision. Yeah. Agree 100%. So now, because um, we're running out of time, and I want to get your thoughts on a couple of other things. Of course. So what is the rail club's goal and mission now? Now that I don't want to say this is behind you, because clearly it's not. You're saying you're still fighting it to this day. I commend you and support 100% on that. What is your, your position now going forward? And are you just trying to get back to, I guess you'd say, the olden days model? Have you developed a new business model? How are we going to uh, continue forward? Um, we're blessed. Our, our business model has always been successful. We, we, we took this business and turned it into a, a million-dollar grossing-a-year business. Now, mind you, I said gross. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> People confuse gross and net. That's, <laughs> this industry is very liquid. Once it comes in, it goes out Absolutely. You know, very fast. But um, with that said, our, our mission statement and, and our entire goal has not changed whatsoever. The Rail Club's goal has always been to leave this world a better place than we found it. Unification through music. This is the one place, music is the universal language of the world, right? Right. It's the one place or one type of industry where literally people come and gather. It doesn't matter your politics, it doesn't matter your race, your nationality, your creed, your religion. Whatever. Yeah, if you jam to that song, you're welcome. Absolutely, yeah. and it's a beautiful thing, and that's uh, that's that, that's literally why we bust our ass to make sure that this place stays open. Do you I, subscribe to the philosophy that music has healing properties? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It saved my life when I was a kid. I mean, it gave me chills. I love hearing that. Because, yeah, it, it gave me chills. I, I love hearing that because I've heard that from so many people, so many great people, too, that who knows where their life would have been or where it would have gone without music. Yeah. Especially in today's society where we're all divided and we all find reasons to hate each other. It's amazing that you could be literally sitting in the same room and be united yeah. off of one band. It just shows everything right there. It it's like, personally, Absolutely. you could, like, hate a person, like, for all their I ideas and their personality and everything else, but you can, like, come together with music, Absolutely. like, all the time. It's the universal language of the world. Beautiful. If you would, let the people know what they can do to help support the Rail Club, Rail Club Live, excuse me, and uh, do you guys have websites and all that stuff? we got to give out all the information. Of course, yeah. You can go to www.railclublive.com. Uh, we're all over Facebook, um, or you can follow me on Facebook. My name is Chris Pallone, and you can follow our fight. We're still, we're just now going to court against the state. We're suing the living hell out of the TABC, <laughs> Governor Abbott, the Comptroller, and right. the state of Texas, suing the hell out of them. So. Right, and this is not some sort of grift because, you know, you hear that word used a lot nowadays because people are way too political about everything. This is not some sort of grift, and he's not asking you for money directly. If you want to support this cause, you're supporting live music as well by simply showing up, paying your cover at the door, enjoying the bands, have a beer or two. That's all anybody's asking. Nailed so it. You can keep this fight going. 100%. Every dollar counts. Every ticket sale, every beer, every shirt, every, everything. I don't, want, I don't want anything for free. But keep in mind, when you fight Texas, I'm here to tell you Texas fights you back. I was actually a foot <laughs> taller. <laughs> 
<laughs> for the government. But, yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, and we appreciate, appreciate everything you're doing, man. Hey, thank okay. you. Thank you. Good fun. luck. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Oh, you are in. We're going to tag an O, and we're going to kick off to our next segment. I'll have the cat ears. Thanks so much, bro. Okay, there you go. O is tagging in, and Chris is tagging out. I love seeing it, man. I just love seeing it. I love seeing local business owners succeed. I love seeing them stand up for what is right, and what is right is absolutely uh, small business. Small business is the backbone of America. That's why we don't eat at Applebee's all the time. You know what I'm saying? No, no hate swinging towards Applebee's, but there's a reason for that, you know? So, all right, Tim Beard, we're going to go ahead and move it right along. We got a spicy band going on in the background now. We're getting spicy in here. Yeah. You've tried Fox. You've tried CNN. Now try being poor. They are poor as hell. From Nuclear War to OMG, bitch. Did you see what Jennifer Lawrence was wearing? It's time for POAR News. All right, we're bringing you the news you may or may not be able to use. What's up, O? It's good to see you, man. Hey, it's been a while. Yeah? We brought you in on the sex topic. Are you ready for that? Yeah, of course. You got to get ready. Every day. Every day. Man, there's not enough room for me to sit down, brother. Hold on. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. This way I can kind of lean on you, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right, can you hear me now? All right, so... I've got a story pulled up. This is from okay. CNN. Julia Buckley reporting. Tourists having sex in the dunes is ruining a Spanish beach. Ruining? How so? <laughs> what the hell? Over-tourism is regularly blamed for choking historic cities, covering world-famous sites in trash, and killing local life in tourist hotspots around the world. So now tourists are having sex said to be having behind the gradual destruction of a beach and nature reserve in Europe. So it's a beach and a nature reserve, which is... Strange. I've never heard of that. The Dunas de Masaplomas, special nature reserve on the Spanish island of Gran Canaria, is known for its wild sand dunes rippling out behind its lighthouse perched on the seafront and regularly tops the list of things to see on the island. Its dunes, which have been legally protected since 1982, were one of the last remaining shifting dune systems in Europe, providing a resting spot for birds migrating between Africa and Europe. But now it's providing a different kind of rest spot, with tourists taking to the dunes to get frisky. (laughs) Ain't no rest there, buddy. All right, raise your hand if you have had sex at the beach before. Uh, no? Not I. No? None of you? There's so much sand everywhere. Who's been to a sand dune before? Sand dune? That's more... Uh, a sand dune without a beach? Yeah, that's more relevant. Does everybody know what a sand dune is? I'm not talking yeah. about Dennis Mona Lillian's new movie. Yeah, I mean, I know a sand dune. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been to some sand dunes. We uh, rode uh, uh-huh. and stuff, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start out with I hate sex on sand dunes or beaches because the sand gets everywhere. Yeah, it's not fun. All up in that area. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you find a private corner on the beach, quote unquote. I know it's sand, but it's, it's almost like being Sorry, in a hotel. I'm like Anakin over here. Hotel sex can technically be gross, too. I mean, you don't know what's on there. What happened? Right on in it, man. All right. There you go. Now we can hear you. All right, cool. You got to get up on it because the it's bands are rocking out in the background. I can hear y'all, but I can barely hear myself. Because you're not close enough to the mic. Talk louder. Put some bass in it. Hers might not be turned oh, okay. up all the way. I see Let one me. of the headphone sets is not turned up the same. Let me lower my voice. There you oh, go. Okay. There 
it is. It, it, it is what it be. That's that date night voice. So we are here for Sweats for Vets, which uh, obviously a great cause. People are out here rocking out to these metal bands. They're, they're going to be donating all of this in the Patriot House in Fort Worth. Um, but that has nothing to do with sand dunes. So the question is, what exactly is the government going to do if you want to have sex on a sand dune? They can't exactly stop you. So it can be environmentally protected and all, but I you know. I mean, they can stop you, like, if you have sex in a car at a park, they can stop you. Like, it's very illegal to have sex in public. I mean, I think it should be illegal to have sex in cars anyways, because I love cars, and you shouldn't put your car through that. That look Boring. on her face. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm spending, you know, $40,000 on a vehicle, I don't need skeet all over the steering wheel. <laughs> oh, man, look, that, that, that's just messy, man. That's what Dude, that is what rich people do. Rich people skeet on expensive items, okay? That is not me. I have respect for all the work I put in. We're going to use this $3 towel from Walmart. Damn right. That's the one in the intro that we tossed to him, you know? <laughs> so what do you guys think about this? Um, are you offended? Are you disappointed in humanity? No. It's you nature. It, it's, it's natural. Sex is natural. It should be done in a reserve. In a reserve? Every time Wherever. you swim in a body of water, there's been a dead body in that bottle. There's also been babies made in that water. <laughs> and fish pooping it all the time. Constant fish pooping is all I'm saying. Exactly. All right. I think that we're all in agreement here that um, the sand dunes should go ahead and be sand dunes. So going to get it on in the, uh, in the uh, illegal illegal sand dunes. At your own risk. You know it. Sand right. everywhere. No. All up in the cracks. Move us right along here. Uh, I think you're looking for some topical thunder. Yeah, we're going to go with topic two. Those conversations you have with your friends that you never want anyone else to hear. Well, these guys record those. I know. Crazy. They riff on whatever. You shake your head in disappointment. We call it Topical Thunder on Pull Out and Run. All right, we're bringing you this topic, which is important. Today's show, Sweats for Vets, is actually it's a show promoting veterans um, and doing something good for veterans. So the topic is family and friends that are veterans. Do you guys have family and friends that are veterans? Yeah, I do. We're yeah. going to start for the first time ever on the show with our producer, Tim Beard. Tim Beard, do you have any family and friends that are veterans? Uh, yeah. I actually got a friend who's actually serving, which I guess is not a veteran, but... Is he, is he active duty right now? Yeah, yeah. He's actually coming down in December. To, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know him, don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, AG. He was on our show before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we should have him on when he comes down. Uh, hell yeah. What's that? We had a veteran on the last episode. Yes, we did. Jonathan Baker, uh, No, no Hope for I Alderaan, meant, the producer. I meant Stormy. <laughs> you did what? I meant Stormy. Oh, Stormy too. Yeah, both yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Stormy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can't count Brandon. We all know Brandon. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, none of our friends. Nah. Nah. Uh, right wow. Big O, what do you got? Do you got? Do you have a family or friends? Yeah, or? My, my cousin served. He was yeah? in the army. Yeah, he was a ranger. He was a ranger. Yeah. Oh wow. So he yeah, was yeah. powerful. Yeah. No, he was. He was, he was doing some shit. Some stuff. Market. Market. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but, but he doesn't really talk about it, you know. Obviously, yeah. yeah. That's a, I think that's a common thread, and I think that's a justifiably common thread because the things they go through, I can't even imagine. 
Yeah. I'm not. Remember, you got to get your mouth right up on it. But I know, I know. I, I was dancing the bands are playing, so you got to swallow the mic now at this point. <laughs> okay, I have a cousin who's a drone pilot. You have a cousin who's a drone pilot? Yeah. Oh, wow. He gets to fly um, and, and fire without actually having yeah. to be under fire. And then uh, my friend uh, Clint, he served in Afghanistan. Shout out Clint, oh, serving yeah. in Afghanistan. Uh, and then uh, my friend Mark, you know Mark. Mark oh, yeah, Mark Shin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I just remember after 9-11, uh, because everyone was worried, like, are they going to do the draft again, all that stuff. Yeah. And my brother was draftable age. And I remember praying that he wouldn't be drafted, but he has like he can't see and like oh, <laughs> he yeah. has so ulcers, he medical, so he probably wouldn't have been drafted anyways. But it was just at the time it was like a very stressful thing. But yeah, yeah, no, I know a number of vets, and my friend Mandy, she uh, she's a vet too. Um, uh, I know there's more that I'm not. You know, it's not coming to me. But I have yeah, a, I lot, a lot. I have a lot of friends who are veterans. Yeah. Um, as far as family goes, my grandfather passed away last year. He was a veteran. He served in World War II. Um, he had he had several medals and such. When I went to his funeral, I was shocked to find out he was like an expert marksman. He had all these medals from from serving. Wow. Um, but more recently, my friend Nathan Bosley served as well, uh, which was kind of a sad story because he was going to go to college, but he didn't think he had the money. Right. So he enlisted to get to go to college. Yeah. And then after he enlisted, his parents came to him and were like, hey, you got a letter in the mail, like you're funded to go to college. Oh, man. And he was like, why didn't y'all tell me? And they were like, oh, I don't know, man. We, <laughs> nah, we didn't get it to you. So we didn't think you were going to do something like sign up for the military. Man. He was like, well, I'm trying to feel better myself. You know no, what I'm saying? I actually like, thought about <laughs> signing up for the military at one I point. I did as well. I didn't because of superficial reasons. I didn't want to shave my head. Well, I'm... Well, the irony, <laughs> look at it 20 years later, the irony. The problem is, I'm a pacifist, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't think I could kill someone if I had to. I mean, I could if I had to. But I I don't like... I think war is point... I understand it's necessary to an extent, but I think war is pointless, especially in this country. The fact that we... The, the reason we go... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, our reasoning for going time. to war is a little sus. <laughs> we don't have it's time for sus. that. <laughs> Very sus. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I can get behind it, and sometimes I'm like, man, really, though? You know? Yeah, yeah not uh, I That's a loaded statement. Oh, it is. It is. But I think that that's, that's one thing that's common ground that gets ignored, is that both parties... Constituents, not the parties themselves, not the Republicans, Democrats themselves, but the people that vote for them, both agree that we spend way too much going overseas and doing these things. Yeah. And that, that money would be better served here at home, but they can't seem to talk to be eye to eye on that. Like health care. Yeah, I mean, something like that. You know, seriously. Well, anything, really. I mean, it, it's, it's an obscene amount of money. And, and, oh, I, and remember another- I guess some of the motivations, but I mean, it. it and let's get things straight here at home. My best friend's that. sister was in the Air Force. I don't know if she served or not, though. I don't remember. Okay. Now, I have a different tack to take with you guys here. I want to know, since we all are confirmed to know veterans or have veterans in the family, how do you think they were treated upon return? Because I, for one, will say we absolutely do not do enough for veterans. And it's borne out by the suicide rate that's easily Googleable. It's a, it's a proven fact. Yeah. They come back with PTSD. A lot of them take their own lives, yeah. which is really tragic. No, and my I feel friend like, and I mentioned. Uh, I feel like we, uh, we as a country are failing them in that regard. My friend has PTSD so bad. Like, he gets disability checks. This is because he yeah, yeah, because he was discharged because of his PTSD. And he can't even go to the mall by himself. Oh, wow. Because wow. he, like, starts freaking out. Yeah. So, yeah. Another like, veteran, by the way, serious. that we didn't bring up that we all know is Thomas. 
Oh, yeah. How did we forget Thomas? Not Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. And, in fact, he helped break me of some stupid ignorance because, you know, when I was filming IJU, I decided to play a prank on the guys, and I'd fired off a blank gun to test it. Oh, God. And I'd forgotten to tell them that I was firing off the blank gun. And so he came to me and was like, dude, what the – F blah 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 blah. You know I served and stuff. And I don't want to hear that. This and that. Like, yeah. you know, everybody kind of. Freaked I mean, he out literally bit, yeah. dumped his girlfriend because he was because of his having uh, his. Well, I mean, well, because there was, there was because reasons, of the, but it's part of it. Part I know, of it was, because of how Biden did the whole lack of support, man. Yeah, and she lack of support him. Yeah, uh, you know, to, to get any kind of support after the military. The hoops you have to jump through are, are ridiculous. And, yeah. And really? If you, if you, you don't want. Yeah, because well, you have to turn in paperwork to get, even for the for the college, uh, you know, the, the, the college tuition, you need to turn your paperwork in on time because if you don't, you don't get it. Yeah. You know? Wow. Going through the VA, the VA is, is, is worse than Parkland Hospital. This documentary, That's just amazing to me. I was watching this documentary about drugs, and there was this one episode about psychedelics, or uh, ecstasy, even. And this guy who was a veteran, and had PTSD and he was like about to kill himself he went to the VA and was like help me and they just gave him a bunch of uh, basically like Xanax or Klonopin it was like oh don't God. take them all at once go the home answer to them, the answer for them is always so more drugs went, it really is he went to a controlled study where he took uh, MDMA yeah. and did therapy he did three sessions and he's like fine now I mean he's not like perfect or anything right right but not, it helps yeah oh, but, but that's what MDMA was was originally exactly. you know that's what it was supposed to be for and then uh, we like people started using it as a party drug and the government was like no no don't do that it's a it's a complete failure I think on how we treat them coming back and by we, I don't mean us as people. It's not like they're coming back from Vietnam where they were being egged in the streets and harassed and stuff yeah. and being called baby killer and all that stuff. Our soldiers come back and they're treated well by the general populace, but yeah. the government just leaves them behind. You know, and for all the money that, that we have in the defense budget, I mean, you, I you think we'd be able to so take care of our vets a little bit more. Military. You, you, you think you could take off. care of them yeah, when they come back. Like... I know. Like, there's a whole thing about, you know, well, I know that, that uh, the 9-11 stuff, or actually, you know what, the, there, there's a, um, a, whole, a whole class action suit or something with vets that, you know, when, when they're in uh, Iraq and all that, to, to get rid of their trash, they have to burn it with jet fuel, and it, it releases a, a metric crap ton of toxins and, and gets them sick, and the VA won't cover that. Because there's no proof that there's a correlation between one and the other. Isn't that amazing? It's almost like they're asking the soldiers to do fun to fun studies to prove that they got messed yeah, up. Like, yeah. That's incredible to me that, that, you know. Hey, man, shout out to our veterans. We here at Pull Out Radio, we super support you guys. That's Absolutely. why we're here today. And for anybody listening, if this doesn't sound good, this is our first time trying this during a Sorry. live show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get better. We promise. All Absolutely. Right. In the meantime, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, Facebook, Rumble, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podcast, Player FM, Podcast Index, and Listen Notes. We thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And of course, you can check out Real Unicorn Productions, Funny Money out on Amazon Prime. It's just us out on Plex TV, um, Zumo, and Alleyoop TV, as well as now Vimeo. All right, man. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. All right.